going on? What's going on? What's going on, everybody? <sighs> so, of course, you know it's me, it's Joe, and of course, you know it's Chris. So it's not like a, a special guest episode. This is the this is the the regular norm of greatness, the great and powerful Christina and myself. Um, <clears throat> so what's going on? How's the how's your your week been? It's been productive. Um, doing some new stuff at work, getting ready for twenty twenty one. Um, so we kind of start now getting ready for 2021. So that's kind of been what my focus has been all week. Right, right, right. Well, of course, you know, in my job right now, business wise, you know, in the business world, they, they, they're thinking that everything's getting back to normal. So, you know, being in the electrical business, Business is starting to, you know, be as usual. You know, they were kind of giving people time to pay their bills. Well, that's starting to, that's starting to end. So they're starting to expect their money. And so it's actually, um, it's been a little hectic. But nevertheless, uh, we go forward. So, uh, so what what did you think about uh you know I just recorded uh with your baby girl well not we're not your baby girl your big girl uh did a little podcast so what do you think about that one? It was good. It was good. It was good to hear her um vocalize some things that she's kind of kept very private. So it was good to hear her talk about stuff that a lot of people her age and even older deal with on a daily basis. And for her to be able to identify some of that stuff was cool. And just to hear you guys discuss gender roles and stuff was funny because I know some of our conversations we've had, me and her, it has been like eye opening for me because I didn't see it from her point of view. So it was good to hear your point of view on it as well. So that was interesting. Yeah, I think I think one of the one of the parts that I kind of enjoyed the most and that I actually had never heard from anybody was the effect that it had on her not having her senior year and also uh the effect of her not really getting the full, you know, freshman year of college experience because of you know, everything's going on and not actually uh fully you know, going to school, you know, it's kind of, uh, kind of a hybrid, a hybrid, uh, type of thing where they, a portion of it's online and a portion of it's, you know, probably on site. So that was kind of the most, one of the most interesting parts to me was that it actually really affected her on a, on a, you know, on a mental state. Like, you know, just that I couldn't imagine, you know, like what these kids that were, you know, this was their senior year. Uh, what they're going through because I can only kind of understand it on the standpoint of like my babies where I think like like Gabriel uh, him going starting school was the best thing that could have happened you know he's more he expresses how he feels more as opposed to just lashing out so on, on those standpoints uh, I just that part really intrigued me how she felt about that loss so that that was pretty cool, but you know, on today, so uh, we're gonna talk about uh, something that I. It's a lot of people that's dealing with this issue, 
And whether it's kind of a mutual thing or whether it's just one sided or whether, you know, uh, toxic, toxic relationships. And it's, it's, you know, unfortunately, there are a large percentage of, of people who are in toxic relationships. Some know they're in a toxic relationship and some don't. Um, and I'm not talking about like the, you know, the cute toxic relationship, you know, you have females online saying, you know, they talk to they dude and then they, you know, they mad at them, but then they, they, they get back with them. That's you bipolar. That's not toxic. <laughs> you know, toxic, toxic is a, a chemical situation to where, you know, the mix, the mixing can be catastrophic. Is that's the word catastrophic can mm-hmm. be catastrophic. So that's the, you know, and I can tell you, uh, I actually, it's a friend of mine. And as a matter of fact, it's the person who really, um, persuaded me to want to do this, this episode. And like, you know, when I hit you up about it, I was hyped. Like, I want to do this. Like, as soon as that person, you know, said it to me, I instantly like text you, like, we got to do this. And so, um, you know, I think in, in her standpoint, and I really want to kind of, I don't want to delve, I don't want to dive into her situation personally, but I I do want to, uh, dive into that type of, uh, uh, scenario of, you know, toxic relationships and like what can be done, you know, especially if you realize you're in a toxic relationship, not, not even, you know, you're in a toxic relationship, but you're oblivious to it. So what's your take? Like, do you, like me personally, I've had a toxic relationship. Uh, and it was dealing with, uh, Jack in a box. Uh, <laughs> I can remember, um, she and I were, we weren't even talking at the time. And I had a friend of mine come from like out of town and she's like model. And this was like when the boardwalk first opened. So, at that time, all the stores that was at the boardwalk was at the boardwalk. So it was like a fully functional shopping place for, you know, for the, for the, everybody went to the, to the boardwalk to get their shopping done. And so she was getting outfits cause she had a shoot to do. And so we're walking out and I see uh Jack in the box friend first. And then I'm in my head. I'm like, uh, I hope she don't tell her that she saw me here. Well, Unbeknownst to me, Jack in the Box is a slow walker, so she was with her. I saw her. Only thing I could think to do was wave. I just waved. And I don't know why I was still concerned of her not seeing me because we were not together. But that's that that's that chemical imbalance where we still uh we still sometimes had a physical, you know, physical situation. So that kind of kept us in that little socket. You know, and I think a lot of people that that are in toxic relationships, a lot of it's like physical. A lot of it is kind of, you know, mental or, you know, mental issues that they may have. Like I'm saying on the standpoint of, um, I mean, they could be, it's, it's a lot of different, the mental portion would be like something they're lacking, like, I don't know, father figure, anything like that. And, and, with me and me and Jack in the Box, it was toxic to a point to where we didn't want each other, but we didn't want nobody else to want uh, anything. So, 
I'm sorry, I apologize for that. So, uh, what's your like? What's your take on it? I don't know if you had like a toxic relationship, but what's your take on the whole situation? Um, I've had a few toxic relationships, but I've had toxic friendships, toxic relationships. So for me, I've seen it through a male female version and a female female friendship version. Um, but I think a lot of times it's the person has you almost trapped because like you said, there's something missing. There's something, there's a void that you're trying to fill with that individual. And even though, you know, you may be a strong person in other areas, there may be an area where that person was able to quote unquote come at the right time or um, catch you at a vulnerable moment and you end up, you know, almost feeling indebted to that person because they pulled you from a dark space. Um, so it can start out as even the strongest people can end up in toxic situations. Um, it's just timing, um, um, excusing red flags. Like I think that's a lot of times when people end up in toxic stuff, they'll see that there's an issue and they'll be like, Oh, maybe I'm just tripping. You know, last time, you know, I jumped the gun with my last relationship. So this time around, I'm going to be more lax in that area. And then you look 11 years down the line, five years down the line, and you're like, yeah, this is not healthy. Like I'm in an unhealthy situation um, where you start lying on um, your spouse or your significant other around other people to kind of hide the toxicity, the toxicity of the situation. You'll so many things people do um, once they think they're too far in or they can't get out of it. So I've had a few of them. Um, it almost kind of, after you get out of one, you almost put up a wall because you don't want to ever go back to that person that you were in that relationship again. So, so let me ask you a question. Okay, say for instance, you're putting up this wall, but does that make it, like, does that cause you to have more red flag situations where, um, like, you notice every aspect of what that mm-hmm. other person does and you try to compare it? Um, like, okay, so you got you got Earl, right? Earl has this list of things that he did that you didn't like. So when you go to the next guy, you have you still have that list of Earl and you're basing what he did when you're going on the next guy. So because you're yeah, trying I, I guess it, you're trying to avoid it. Yeah, because but, in your mind you're afraid you, you you still have you may be done with Earl, but there's still scars that was left because of Earl. So when something doesn't feel well or when something has a reminiscent of Earl in the new guy, you tend to back up a little bit or you tend to say what you didn't say to Earl to somebody who, you know what I'm saying? You, you sometimes will do that. You'll be like, well, no, I ain't seen this before. I'm not tolerating this. I'm out. You know, I'm not doing it. And you end up because broken people break people. And that's just, that's just a fact. And you start to create red flags that aren't really there. And it could just be a misunderstanding, but in your mind, you're replaying a tape from Earl in in the room with another person. Well, you know, I think 
I think a, a few uh, podcasts back that we had, one thing that we did say is you shouldn't move to the next relationship until you're fully healed of that first one. Because the last thing you want to do is make someone else pay, basically pay for the sins of someone else. Like if you, I mean, and it, it kind of goes in the, in the mindset of like the whole forgive and forget situation. I mean, you'll never forget it, but it's, you know, but you'll forgive, like it's possible to forgive. So I don't think you should even attempt to go into a relationship until you're actually healed because it, it's kind of weird to me where, you know, they have that saying in order to get over one dude, go with another, another one. That's totally impossible, bro. It's like you picking up traction, you picking up stuff you don't need and just adding to it. Yeah, that's why and I always say you, I'll never be yeah. a rebound. Because when you be a rebound, you literally are the punching bag that they didn't get to. You know, you're almost kind of like their personal dumping ground when you choose to to go from one place to another. You, you use that next person to dump on and it's right. not that you intentionally, you know, did that or anything, but you use them to dump on. Um, but like I was saying, a lot of times you end up in toxic situations because you meet people when you're when you're when you're vulnerable or when you're broken. Because then you're like, you know what, this is a bad situation, but they was there when I ain't have nobody else. Or, you know, they helped me get on my feet, you know, things like that. So you see a lot of toxic relationships are born or bred from somebody, somebody's low spot. Well, okay, and, and also, and also on that same uh, mindset is, so let's get into this. Like, what do you? Okay, so we we ba- we've basically determined that people are searching for something that they're lacking in, whether it be mental, whether it be physical, spiritual, something they're lacking. So they'll they'll deal with that toxic relationship. But one of the main reasons for a lot of time for toxic relationship is sexual compatibility, right? You know that so and so can put it down, so you you actually deal with that BS that they bring. Like most times, there's there's like one alpha toxic person. Like in a relationship with two people, there's one person who's actually the toxic one, right? The person who goes into every relationship as the toxic part. Now it is possible, uh. To basically, you know, it's kind of like the whole one bad apple spoils the whole bag situation. That toxic person can can put you in a toxic situation and you get drunk with it. So you are part of that whole cycle. And that lets me go into uh, the young lady that I know. Now, I don't know. I don't know why she's in a toxic relationship, but I know definitely she's in one. But I don't think she's a toxic person, but you can be an enabler. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, here's the thing, like, she's a beautiful young lady. There's no reason that I see why she need to be with this guy. But, you know, a lot of times you stay in that so long, you become complacent in it. And the thing about it, she's married to this, to this guy. Um, I don't think that he, I don't. I don't want to sound uh, like I often say I don't think she, he deserves her, but I honestly don't think he deserves her because she's loyal, like she's extremely loyal, 
and she kind of goes, even though she know he's toxic and even though she know he's on, she like, even though she's unhappy in the situation, she still does things to try to keep, you know, keep him happy, keep the relationship, you know, like keep it new and fresh. But I don't know. I don't know if he's kind of like a, cause he questions her a lot about, uh, like her being faithful, but we've already talked about that situation as well. Uh, what's the word that they use? Uh, dang it. I can't think of it right now, but the gaslighting. it's basically gaslighting. That's it. Like it's gaslighting. Like he, he blames her for stuff. He questions her about stuff when in actuality, it's probably him that's actually doing the stuff, but he's an extremely toxic person. But I think there's different types of toxic, right? You got the, punchy beat each other up toxic uh you've got the the arguing toxics it's it's different levels of toxic like my toxic was uh somewhat of a physical like the last toxic situation that i had with the young lady i had it with it was physical like it was hands now I didn't hit I didn't throw a punch like I pushed her I didn't I never I never like ball my fist and punched her or nothing she tried to punch me and she actually touched me so I grabbed her and kind of shook her and then like that night she came over and, and and we we smashed bread so that's some toxic stuff like but what do you like like what what if you okay, say friends, you know somebody that's one of your good friends, and and you recognize that they're in a toxic relationship. Now they have recognized that they're in that toxic relationship. Like, what kind of advice can you give them to get out of it? Because we'll we'll start there. We'll start there. These two people, they don't have any type of like serious ties, like children or marriage. And she's in a toxic relationship, but she's been with this guy for like three years. What kind of advice would you give her? Like, can you give her the advice to leave him? What I uh, what I normally do, because a lot of times people, you know, working in what I do for a living, I work in a constant environment, and you have come mm-hmm. across a plethora of people. Um, so what I notice is that a lot of times when you talk to them, say leave this, that, or the other. One thing I learned to do is empower them empower them with the thought process that they're worth it. Like, what's your worth? Do you know, do you understand? Do you, and so start calling things as they are. So sometimes people come to you and they're crying, they're upset. They they feel like, you know, they're, they're kind of stuck and you just kind of have a conversation with them. Like, you know, what's your worth? Do you know your worth? Do you, do you, um, are you aware that you don't have to tolerate this? You know, your daughter's watching you like different things like that to kind of empower them internally. Because if I pick, if I pack up your stuff, if I go and get you somewhere else to stay, if I offer you to live with me, if it's not in you, you're going to go back to that toxic situation. And then you're going to sneak behind my back. You're going to put me and my family at risk because you're not ready to leave. But when you become right. keep talking, Chris. Hey, Chris, real quick, quick, keep talking. But I just got to step out for just a second, okay? Okay. But keep talking. When, okay. Right. When you become empowered to do, when you become empowered within yourself, and you understand, yes, I may have dealt with this for three years, or I may have dealt with this for X amount of years, but I no longer feel responsible for this person. I no longer 
you know, and when you do that, at that point, you you see beyond the situation you're currently in. And instead of having back and forth conversations, you begin to become silent because a lot of times for women, when you're no longer talking, the man knows that there's a difference. But if you're a person and you guys are always going back and forth, it's always an argument, it's stuff being thrown, you know, and you continue their behavior, they know they got you. They know that they are going to continue to have you. But when you no longer entertain what is going on, at that point, you become more powerful than the toxic relationship that you're in. So I never think it's a good idea to encourage, leave, just get up and leave. If I was you, da, 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 you can't really speak that because you never know why, the full why, unless they share it with you. But it's never a good thing to impose your bias on someone when you're trying to help them get out of this situation. So, I mean, it's it's, it's sometimes hard to, to gauge, but if you really listen and you really are there to for that person, that person will lean on you and they will receive the encouragement that you give them. And and all of that at that point, they'll become more um stronger through the process. Um because if you like I said, if you rescue them and and make it their life better if through your eyes, you're not really allowing them to gain strength before they move around. Because one thing about toxic situations, it preys upon your insecurities. It preys up on the things that you're the weakest at. And that's why people, that's why when you're helping someone in a toxic situation, you have to make sure that you're truly helping them and not imposing your bias on them. That's very good advice. Um, because I'd I'm, I'm, be like, I'm almost tempted. Like I've been tempted to just uh, like the person that I know, to tell them to just leave but it's not that easy and i've been in a situation where um i i knew i needed to leave but i didn't um eventually i did but i think i think i I think it lingered on a little too long and it's because um nobody wants to be just told leave that person and and i try to like uh have it to where um like you said, give them some power, like ask them, well, what do you think you should do? Um, you know, what, what do you think, what, what do you think is going to occur from this? Like I, um, and, and, and this is the thing with, with the person that I know, the dynamic is a little different because she's married. Um, and so that's a whole nother process. Cause you know, with it being marriage and then of course you have kids, it's a different situation. Now I think before, you know, she was in a situation that she's in now. It was possible for uh, her to kind of get away at that point. But I, I honestly think she's kind of like old fashioned and she's a strong believer in family. So I think that's one thing that's that's kind of keeping her there is her is her wanting a family, her wanting her kids, uh, her kids to be around their father or their daddy. I don't know what you call them. So, you know. Like, what do you think, like, for a married person, like, what do you think the steps are for that one for them to get out of that situation, if that's even the right thing? 
I think that honestly, they need to surround. I feel like we're married couples and stuff like that. And they need to surround themselves around married people that's going to pour in positivity. Um, they should seek professional counseling. I know a lot of times, especially within the church, people will run to their pastor. And that's a great place to go for prayer. But they, the pastors cannot lead you regarding mental health issues unless they have been, you know, trained or went through mental, you know, went through college. And that's what their profession is, uh, because a lot of times they're going to give you spiritual guidance, but you need someone to talk to. You need to be surrounding yourself if if you want out or you want that to be better. The person who is wanting something different needs to identify that there is a problem with the person that they're with. And if they notice that their person is not accepting or um, receptive to what they're talking about, at that point, they should go seek individual counseling. And through individual counseling, they will be able to heal and strengthen themselves. I feel like when it comes to marriage, you want to go in with your partner and resolve the issues because a lot of times, especially with men, they're not ready to talk. They're not comfortable sitting in there talking to somebody about their problems. So to convince an alpha male that he needs to sit down with someone and tell them how his daddy wasn't there or how he grew up in a neighborhood that wasn't safe and he had to fight his whole life and whatever his why for his personality is or the reason why he's toxic, they don't want to talk about it. Um, but I do feel like that for married couples, they have to agree that they love each other enough to fix whatever is broken. But a lot of a lot of times that it, it's harder, it's easier said than done. Right. Right. I don't see. I don't know exactly. Uh, I mean, I have to get like get get you know within like just speak to her a little more. But you know, hopefully, well, I'm not hopefully. I know she's listening to this podcast, so <clears throat> I don't know. This is just some hopefully you know some of these ideas she does you know use. Um, and you to, can't you feel know, like kinda, you a lot of times women and men they feel like they deserve the toxic. Like you know, I was real. I did X, Y, Z, so, you know, this is my payback. Like, no one deserves that kind of feeling. Um, right. And I know we're talking about, like, male and female, but there's some toxic friendships. There's some toxic family members. Like, the relationships for toxic go beyond the person you're dating. Um, right. You know, and I know a lot of people watch Insecure, but that whole dynamic of that relationship of those friends is toxic. And it's it's like that for a lot of people. And a lot of times people remained in toxic situations because of the years spent marriages. They'll say, well, we've been together for 30 years and, you know, that's just how he is. You know, that's not fair to you to feel like you have to be with someone because there's history. Oh yeah, but you don't have to stick around. No, you're fine. You don't have to stick around for history. Um, You can maybe with somebody or have been in a situationship with someone for years, and you have the right to get tired of it and want more or want better or no longer want to 
like you said, go upside their head or have your head gone upside. You know, you at some point, and some and like you said, sometimes people think it's cute. I don't feel like any toxic situation is cute. Um, they're like, girl, he won't even stop calling my phone. Or he's sitting outside the job waiting on me to get off. It's not cute. It's not healthy. You know what? Some people like the idea. Some people like the idea of being toxic. Mm. Like I'm a t- perfect example. Perfect example. I was list. I, I, you know, you know when Chris Brown like beat up Rihanna or whatever. Right, right. I, I listened to the interview, like the whole interview, and he spoke on the mindset of like, "What are we doing?" When he like saw her face, he was like, "Man, that is not me." But the the good part about it is he recognized that it was toxic at that point. Um, and it was a you know the whole situation. She got beat up because of a misunderstanding. You know what I'm saying, and kind of him being honest, you know, with her about somebody he slept with, and you know them being in a in an area where he was when he said that she wasn't, but he didn't read something. It was a bunch of stuff, but he recognized that they were in a toxic relationship. Mind you, he recognized it after he went upside the head, but he did recognize it. But I'm really interested in in the the portion where you said about toxic friendships. Um, let's go let's go a little deeper into that one. Um, now I I don't I've never really had any toxic relationships because to be honest, it's not I'm not I'm not I don't loosely call people my friend. Um, and you know you, Monique, and Nicole. Steve, y'all have never been the toxic type. Um, <laughs> now, you know, I, if I if the world could could see uh, our group message that we had today, <laughs> oh my goodness! You know, I was at work when that happened, and this this is uh this young lady, uh, a white lady, a white girl. I don't know. She's young. She's like twenty five, but she got a good head on her shoulders. And I was reading y'all messages. You know, I I was like on the phone. And I get off the phone, and y'all had like forty no, no fourteen notifications. I'm like, what are they talking about? And the first thing I opened it up to uh, was one of Monique comments, and I was like, Lord, like you know, if you notice, I was just putting emojis in yeah. like every so often. So I don't think I, I don't think my friendships that I actually call friendships have ever been uh, toxic. Now I did have relationships uh, with people. Um, that were associates that I got away from because I recognized that this wasn't something that I wanted as far as a friendship goes. Um, so we, we kind of, we kind of recognize like why people stay in toxic relationships, but what, what, what about the friendships? Like, why do you think, um, people will remain in a toxic friendship. And I, I got some kind of somewhat of an idea, but I want to hear what you want, what you say first. I don't want to, uh, cause you may say it cause you, you're, you're really, you're really good at kind of <laughs> doing that portion. I, so what, why do you think people stay in toxic friendships? Um, I was in a toxic friendship. Um, we all know her. We grew up with her. Uh, you went to school with her. Um, and I'm trying to, oh Lord, I know you're talking about Okay, okay. So she, that relationship was toxic. It was more or less like I was her dumping ground. Um, 
we would have come. And I, at that point, I, you know, everyone knows I didn't come from the best situation, right? Um, as far as my upbringing, it wasn't bad, it wasn't trash, but it wasn't the most, the best. So she appears to have came from a better place. Money was a little bit longer than my money in my family. Uh, she dressed really well, brand name, things like that. And so she would say, oh, my God, you're fat. Oh, you're ugly. Oh, he's not going to talk to you. This, that, and the other. And in my mind, I'm like, she's my friend. She, why would she not? You know, why would she say anything wrong? Like you have, you began, you become, you're so broken. You begin to trust every word that comes out of people that you call friend mouth. So you end up almost being just happy to have a friend or happy to have somebody around you that calls you friend. So in that instance, you begin to receive all of that toxic because it was to the point where the person that I'm speaking of, she was like a, maybe a size zero, maybe zero to one. Now, granted, when I was younger and we were you know, younger, I was like a size four or six or six or eight, depending on, you know, what we were, what I was wearing. So when we would go places, she was like, if you can't fit my size and you're just, you're fat, you're this, you're that. And so it's like, it was like more or less, she was using me as for target practice. And then when we went on to college, it didn't change. If a guy liked me, she would find a way to tear it down. Um, when I went off to college, I became sexually active. Um, I didn't wasn't sexually active before I went off to school. But when I went to college, I became sexually active and I was in a relationship. She took it up on herself to come to Louisiana to tell my parents that I was sexually active at college. Whereas some things that happened with her in college and I didn't open my mouth because I feel that's my friend. I'm going to be loyal to my friend. I'm going to do what I need to do to have her back. But when it came down to me, it was like. I stopped talking to her. We fell out and she came back and told everything. I mean, detailed things to my mother. You know what I'm saying? Who didn't know that I was active. Um, so it just was, wow. it was just like, and you know, and, and even when we, I would see her now, granted after that happened with college, we grew apart. But when I would see her, it would always be, negative like a tearing down but I wasn't the same person so I didn't even receive it or I would get that text and say hey I'm in town and I would be I would make sure that I'm not available because I didn't even want to deal with what that would be because every time we interacted it was always a tear down or What's going on with you? Why are you this? Where are you working at? Oh, your apartment is, I, my house is this. I live in a three-story. You live in a one. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's always been that. So um, I think for toxic friendships, sometimes you, you feel like that you need someone around you or you need a friend. So you deal with things. You also, um, you meet people when you're in a position of hurt. And they're the only person that talked to you in school, even though behind your back, they were dragging you or they mistreated you just as bad as the people who didn't say anything to you. So I think toxic friendships. And plus two with talk, I'm sorry, I'm tripping, but toxic friendships, a lot of times you share secrets with that person. So you stay within that situation, you keep your enemy close to you 
because they know some things that you don't want exposed. Right. So Yeah, I mean, because I think a lot of times you tolerate toxic relationships just from your history with that person because like that was somebody that we grew up with you know um so and, and be honest Chris I didn't know none of that was going on um but I did know she was a you know I, I considered her like a female dog though like she used to really I, I don't know she kind of rubbed me the wrong way and it was a few times that I let her know how I felt uh, about her as a person. Um, and, the thing she is, and I didn't, I way. saw that, but I would see her do it to other people, not even being so blind to the fact that she was also that to me. Right. So people, people would ask me back in the day, like, why are you friends with her? Like, why you, she just, ugh, how can you be cool? And I'm like, oh, no, 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 let me explain. You know, <laughs> not thinking like, no, and even when we went off to college, some of the people who she had gotten involved with in college would pull me to the side. Guys that we were all kind of, you know, in the same circle with would be like, man, you need to stop fooling with you. You need to stop fooling with her because people are associating her behavior with your behavior. Just being real. Like, and I was like, wait, what? For real? And that's what it was. They kept, they were viewing me to have the same behaviors that she had while we were off in school. So I had to separate uh-huh. myself so I didn't get bunched. Or, you know, put into the group of being out there. So. To be honest, I didn't, I didn't know y'all went to school together. We are roommates. Shut the front door. Yeah, we went, we were roommates. And what, let me tell you the crazy part. I had got accepted into a different school. But because of this toxic relationship. She ended up making me feel like that I wasn't going to make it at the other school, and it was best that I went to school with her. So I ended up going to school where she went. Wow. Which wasn't one of my choices. So it was just crazy because, you know, I was going to go to school in a different place. But because of the fact that I felt like I needed my friend, I wasn't going to make it in college if I didn't have her. You know, my mom didn't have the money to to really give me what I needed for school, and her mom was going to make sure we were set. It was all of those things. And that's, you know, that's what my mind was. And then when I got to college and grew up a little bit and started having positive people pouring into me and people saying, hey, you don't have to hang with her. She's not nice. Like, she's not nice to you. She talks about you behind your back. She told us that this, that, and the other. She told us that you ain't got nothing and that you, everything you got, she paid. You know, this was what was going on in college. So people started getting tired of her dragging me because I wasn't a bad person. And they started coming and telling me, like, you need to get away from her. So the light bulbs in my eyes start opening. And then I start playing back stuff when we were younger. And I'm like, wait, she's always, you know, done that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you 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 deal with things in for for history, for years spent, for time served. Um, right. But, you know, it's really important to when you see someone that's like that to to open their eyes in a way like if something you hear something or overhear something say hey did you just realize that she just really just talked about you like that because sometimes you're so in it that you don't see it yeah so but yeah that toxic relationship there kind of made me have a mindset of no new friends for a very long time and it caused me to kind of keep a wall between me and people like I would 
get close, but I wouldn't get close for real. You know, and even when I moved out here, it was really hard for me to remain connected to people because I'm like, I would see little things they would do or I would, or they would say something and I would eventually, I would immediately go to the defense. Mm-hmm. And it could be just a simple misunderstanding. Man. Uh, but you know what I just thought about? I did have a toxic relationship and it was somebody you knew. Uh, uh, it was a church member. Um, we, I don't know. You know who I'm talking about. We it, we had a weird relationship. Like we used to go out, and she used to like get me females. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm I'm. I mean, you could say I'm cheating on her, but it's not really cheating because hell, she probably want to set it up and vice versa. At, you know, at some point, and I remember when me and her stopped. Like when we and her broke up, I think it was like a birth. We had a, somebody birthday party was at Chuck E. Cheese when it was on Yuri. I don't know if it was. I think it had to be your child because it wasn't mine. Um, <laughs> it sure wasn't. You were doing that at that point. <laughs> nah, it was my baby. It was. Yeah, we had a birthday party. And, well, you had a birthday party, and I was kind of messed up. You know, we came there. We both was looking. Uh, it was. I don't know. It was like it was extremely toxic because we like we broke up. And got back together so many times, bro. Like, we broke up and got to, like, we broke up, got back together. Broke up, got back together. We not together. Valentine's Day come. Let's go on a Valentine's Day. Like, it was long after our relationship was up, we were still, uh, like my girls say, entangled. Like, we were still um, entangled. And, like, I think even when, you know, she got back with her husband, well, not back with her husband, but you know, her husband now they dated previous to me and her date, and so um, even when she got back with him, we were still like dealing with each other, and so that was a toxic situation because, and it was it was just all, it was bad all around because, like you know, if you have a significant other, a lot of times you go to them for like motivation if you're having a bad day man if i say i got a headache she got a headache too like that that's the kind of stuff she did like she had to one up you on on depression that is toxic like if a person um is just i don't know i don't know what you would call the type of person she was but she had me to she was so depressed unnecessarily depressed it had me depressed to a point to where like I couldn't, I don't know, man. Every time I talk to her, I got a headache. Like when you don't want, like when it comes to a point where you don't want to talk to a person and it's the person that you with and, you know, it all started out so good and, you know, you was the perfect company going on these little dates, taking these cute pictures, doing all this stuff, traveling across cities to come see them. Like, (sighs) this shit was toxic, bro. Super toxic, and I just thought about that one. Um, I tried not to remember that one. I thought about a different one, but then when you kept talking, it was different. Who are you talking about? Oh, who you can't? I can't say the name. Oh, uh, what did it start with? See, 
What to start with? See? Uh, I wouldn't call that one toxic. I just felt like that one was too many interferences. I don't think that one was toxic. You said it started with a C? Yeah. She got me. I don't know who that is. Um, a C. You gonna have to. You gonna have to. Matter of fact, we got instant message on this in this in this um in this podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> I just message you. I wanna see who this is, but uh oh oh, and I didn't think about that one. Yes. So I'm gonna tell you about that one. All right. So. I'm not going to mention no names. Okay, so that was a situation where... um, Okay, so you know who Q is, right? Yes, and I feel like that that was the unnecessary party that um, got involved in that one. So I don't think that one was toxic. I think that one could have been successful if it wasn't for the unnecessary interference. But, and then another thing, though, what I don't know, like, so Q was talking to T, right? So one night, one late one night, I was at uh, C's house and T came over there with his real chick. Ah. You know, me not me not knowing that Q and T are messing around, uh, we and me and Q and C was in, we was like talking and I brought up like, um, I said, yeah, man, uh, T and uh, such and such was tripping last night because they came over that high. I said, you know, T and I can't remember the girl's name. I said, man, they was tripping last night. Q took that as me trying to make her feel bad. Ah, Mind you, right, mind you. You're oblivious to what's uh, really going on. Yes, yes. But C had some type of ulterior motive. Like, C lied to me that she didn't get married. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so Like, when you know she had got married. Yeah. Right. The the guy came to me out of nowhere and was like, yeah, me and her got married. So, I'm assuming they've conversed about me and her at this point. It's crazy how many, how many people's, how many females your name is on their tongue to their significant others. And so, yeah, he just came out of nowhere and was he just walked up to me. He said, what's up, man? And I was like, what's up? You know, he, he was at the church and I dapped him up. I didn't know he was a stranger. He was like, yeah, man, me and such and such got married. And then, like, she came out of nowhere and was like, what he said to you? I said, he told me y'all got married. He said, that boy crazy. Well, they was married. And so, me and her fell, me and her fell out because of her lies and her look, you know, she played a lot of games she was playing and I'm, I'm a very straightforward person. And so, you know, the, 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 the situation with me and Q that, that, that got solved easily because I actually talked to her about it. Like I'm a type of person is if I feel like if I find out you saying something about me, I'm coming straight to you and I want to know why you said it. And if it's a misunderstanding, we're going to solve that too. 
and come to find out it was a misunderstanding because she started crying when she was explaining to me, you know, I felt like you was, you was saying it cause you was trying to, you know, I'm like, nah, I didn't know y'all was, let me tell you something. And, and this is for the world. Church folk, there's a lot of people in churches that are messing around. Hello. And you will never know it mm-hmm. if you're not in that circle. Now, me, I'm not I'm not in a circle. I have my people that I that I that I deal with, but I don't deal I don't even I don't even look around the church. You hear me? I don't know who came if I'm not sitting in the choir stand looking forward and seeing people walking the door. Because I don't I don't do that. Uh a lot of times I don't even know my, my, my best friend be at church. She texts me and tell me she over there or something like that. Cause I don't pay attention like that. So when all this stuff was going on with these females, I'm in there oblivious to all of it. I wasn't. I was in the middle and of it. I ain't know nothing about nothing. Because I had came in the church ready to fight <laughs> behind it all. Oh, man. You man, know, that was my crazy. fighting days. So I was like, you ain't finna be. Well, and I remember, I, right. I remember you being on edge that day. I remember you was like, I forget what you said to me, and I told you, uh, calm down. But <laughs> that was a crazy time. It was, it was very tense. Like, it was it, the, the, the hostility, and the, it was so thick that you could feel it. And you, for you to get like upset in that manner, it was bad. Yeah. I just don't like, I feel like people put, yeah. don't put your, don't put nobody's name in your mouth. I feel like that. You know, because you don't know what you're hurting. And see, like I said, like you said, like I just told you, I didn't know. I was only seeing. And one thing I will say for you is that in your situations, even when they're toxic or when they're great, you present a good card. You present the best of the relationship. So if there's something that isn't favorable going on, the public doesn't get to get a viewpoint of that. Right. So when you were when you were saying because I'm like rooting for actually both of those situations because I felt like that the complimenting of each other was really good in both of those situations. But like like I said, you don't always know what else is going on behind the scenes because you you keep that to yourself. Uh, right. Good, bad or indifferent. You keep it to yourself. So. When all of that got out, it was like, you know, don't wear no earrings. Make sure you got on some tennis shoes and some jeans. Cause hey, you Vaseline. <laughs> at church. Um, but but you come prepared to to support your friend. You know, and when you told me to calm down, I respected you enough to back off. Um, because I feel like you had it handled at that point. But yeah, and I still was lost about it. I still didn't kind of know because you think about it with Q, my birthday was coming up. Like she, she was scared to come to my birthday. Get you know at that time I used to have, I used, we used to go out to the club for my birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, like when I used to hang with Mary and Shanita so and all them, mm-hmm. and you know, and she was scared to come because she didn't know how I was gonna feel about her being there. And I was like, man, I didn't even think nothing of it to. I didn't think I didn't think enough of it for me to say, you know, you shouldn't come out to my birthday get together. You know, I called. I was like, man, where you at? And she was like, well, I didn't know. I said, good. That stuff is 
that don't mean nothing. Like, not to me, but, you know, but I, and I'm glad you, that's why I got you with me, bro, because you know me, because I, I didn't even think about, I didn't even think about C yeah. at all. Because I don't even, like, when I think you yeah. still believed in it all. I think there was a stage in your life where you still believed in, yeah, in, in because you were like you had a very good relationship like it was crazy um it was crazy we had a very me and her had a very good relationship but just like you were saying with uh with the you know the toxic friendship you had she she was a very negative person to a certain extent and I don't know if that was like her mechanism because she had her issues with her yeah with her, you know, physical appearance, but um, she was a very negative person. Dang it, I'm noticing now that was toxic. You see how? This- yeah. <laughs> and you don't because when you're in it, you don't even realize. Oh man, goodness, man, that is a good point. You don't, but look, look, when you recognize you in that toxic relationship. You can only imagine the hell that you in because all those years back, I mean, I knew there was a few stumps, but it never dawned on me that that was toxic. And it is. But you know what? Nowadays, people have normalized the word toxic. And now it means something different. It just means you don't have a consistent uh, you don't have a consistent way of doing things. But in actuality, like the young lady who I, you know, the young lady that that asked me to do this podcast, she has recognized that her partner is toxic. Now she's trying to, I guess, figure out what to do from this point on as far as moving on. So this is my advice to her. Figure out what you want, like figure out, do you want to be with this person? Can you see yourself with this person in 10 years? Because if you can't cut your losses. And, 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 and let them know, like, let them know that, uh, let them know that, you know, you, 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 you don't want to be in that relationship no more, but she needs to let them know. Like she need to have that adult talk with him because he, he I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if he ignorant or not. I've never dealt with him, but, uh, he, he, he's very, um, let me see. What's the word I'm looking for? He's not very sure. He's not very sure of himself. And so, you know, he's very, um, I can't think of the word right now, but. Insecure. That gaslighting thing, man. He's very insecure. That's the word. And it's a simple word, but I'm, I'm coming, I'm coming through and finding out all this stuff from back decades ago <laughs> of what's going on. And so I'm kind of thrown off now of simple things. But yeah, he's very insecure, but I don't know if his insecurities are really insecurities or if he's just trying to put what he's got going on her. Like he's seeing a mirror of himself and might be like, oh, that's what I did. That's how I acted when I did this. So, my goodness. All these toxic. Oh, that's crazy. So I have a question for you, and it's a difficult question. Uh-huh. And can you hear me? I have a question for you. Yeah. Have you ever been the toxic person in a situation? I don't have the attention span to be toxic. 
uh, I think, well, at least not to my knowledge. Like, I try to be, okay, so my focus uh, won't allow me to be toxic. But then again, that's my mindset of it. Like, but see, like my ex-fiance might think that I was toxic because she used to always say, I turn stuff around and make her feel guilty about stuff. I don't even know what she was talking about. Like, I wouldn't even, sometimes I wouldn't even say anything. And she felt as though I was turning around on her and and making it seem like it's her fault. Whereas I would be like, we recognize the issue, not what we're going to do, not what we're going to do. So maybe in her mindset, I was, I think it's relative. I think um, it just depends on who you talk to. Now, me personally, I don't think I've given enough effort to be toxic to where so much is invested in it because that's when it really matters. Like the, the whole standpoint of being like toxic that comes from you investing your time in something so much that you probably shouldn't have done that. Whereas I don't really invest that much in the situations. I'm the type of person where I put just enough in, but if something don't go my way, I'm gone. And there's nothing stopping me from leaving. Whereas if you're toxic, there are, you're in a toxic situation, it's something keeping you there. Like it's something something's keeping your foot in that in that in that bathtub. Like I'm not I'm not there. You know what I'm saying? Like it's nothing for me to never text or talk to a person again and I'd be perfectly fine with it. Don't even give it a second thought. Like as far as relationships goes. Like I've never been a toxic friend ever. Um but as far as a toxic relationship, I I I like the the last time I was fully committed in a relationship was with my fiance, my ex fiance. But I in that situation I didn't have enough um I don't know, I I didn't deal with it enough to be toxic about it. Like I was kind of I go to work, pay the bills, you know, we cook together, I cook on the grill, but I don't I can't think of a situation to where it would it would fit being toxic because I think to be honest when she and I began dating I boosted her confidence she used to walk with her with her like she used to walk with bad posture when we got together her posture changed like when you when you change a person's posture from being stooped over to standing up straight that's a that's a change that's a change in their confidence I literally changed her confidence. I literally changed the way she felt about herself. So that's not toxic. Now, you know, you could say that those chemicals being used could be toxic chemicals. I don't know, but I don't see it. And because you can't blame a person for being toxic because of your, your, uh, the way you, the way you see yourself, your self image. Like if you feel a certain way, you can't blame your partner for being toxic if they have nothing to do with that, but it's because of your confidence level. So to be honest, she the toxic one. Like she was the one to where it got so bad to where I didn't care no more because I got tired of defending myself. I got tired of explaining that I work 16, 17 hours a day. I don't have time for nothing else. But, you know, you know what I'm saying? 
to be completely honest, and this was my fear in that relationship, is that a lot of that stems from upbringing. Right. And never seeing, never having a good example of a great relationship. Um, so you almost feel unworthy. So you create toxic stuff because you feel like that it's too good to be true. And I think that, I think that was the, like, that was the whole thing about it. Um, but see now she's, she's had a baby. She's with a guy and I, and I, and I pray that their relationship grows and stays that way. I hope that nothing happens to where it changes her thought process and changes her confidence level because, but you know, she's going through that. What's that little stage after you have a baby? Postpartum. It's going to hit her hard. You know what I'm saying? Like it's going to hit her hard, I think. But, um, and, and I can't say, I can't say that her being toxic wasn't my fault. So I'm going to tell you when a person like me personally in the grocery business, I had a reputation across every store in, 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 in Louisiana. I had a reputation. Everywhere I went, they knew Joseph. Everywhere. I I went down south to help. They knew who I was. So when you have that type of reputation, it's gonna make a person feel like what I'm and and and, 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 and it goes a lot deeper, but I'm not really gonna get into it. But there's reasons why she felt the way she felt and it wasn't about me it was about her so but like i'm saying i'm glad that she's found herself and she feels you know differently and i'm and i'm very happy that she's had her baby so um you know it's just uh that that relationship was toxic and and, and it's crazy and I start to go back to like when I gotten sick. When I gotten sick, you know, I was depressed at that point. And it wasn't because of her. It wasn't because of anything to do with the relationship. I was depressed because of stress and it was stuff going on. And on top of that, she and I broke up. Gotcha. And, you know, people was thinking I was like that because of her. No, man, I was in a relationship depressed. Like I was with her and I was depressed. And so, um, it's just, uh, I don't know if her t- her being toxic poisoned me at some point. That's what I was you about to say. You know what I'm saying? I was about to say, um, sometimes you drink the juice. <laughs> yeah. Drink and the I think, you know? Right. But when, when, that, when that was out of my life, like 100%, I was a totally different person. I actually started smiling to a certain extent. I mean, I don't smile now, but it ain't because I'm depressed. It's because smiling be goofy. Standing around smiling all day, but yeah, that's I, I guess I am a professional with toxic relationships. But I, but the the married female that I know, I just I really want her to really think uh, of the long run, like what she wants to do. I think that she needs to talk to him, and they need to discuss like adults. Do they still want to do this? Like you can't talk. And, one thing I've learned too, you can't talk angry, um, right, because no right. one's listening at that point. So it has to be just a, a sit down, pillow talk they conversation. Go, right. Mm-hmm. They need to. They need to get some. Get a babysitter to get you know to have their kids. They need to go out to dinner and talk. Yeah. 
have a serious conversation and you know drive separate cars because yeah. nigga might get mad and want to want to leave you there. Right. But uh, yeah, I think they need to talk about it. So you know, <clears throat> I, I, like I said, I know she's gonna listen to this because I'm gonna actually send it to her when I get done with it. But um, yeah, toxic situations are not always when you don't have to always end it, especially when you're married to that person and you have children and things like that. You want to make sure that when you walk away from that toxic situation that you've done your due diligence to try to correct that behavior. But if you notice in that person that they don't have the ability to correct it, you have to do what's best for your mental space. And I think that's a lot of times for people like just leave. It's not that simple. Um, You know, you deserve better. They know that, but they're entangled. I know that's like the magical word right now, but they're entangled within what that toxic is and how to get out. And so they have to do it the right way so that it's lasting and they don't end up back in six months. Right. Because you'll you'll be like, I'm bouncing. And then next thing you know, you you, you can call two o'clock in the morning. What you doing? So big head. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was in the 12th year toxic but i think i was toxic on my side and there was some toxic on the other side um so you know you have to see what's wrong and you have to find out that you can do better or you can be alone until you figure out what's wrong with you to do better for someone else so yeah sometimes being staying is as toxic as the person who's being toxic right so Quick and quick question uh, before we end. Okay, so you know about all this stuff with you no know, Nick Cannon. Mm-hmm. Um, did you did you first of all did you like listen to that podcast or did you listen to what what was being discussed to where this happened? I did, but it was very hotel. Um, and so it was, it was I, very what it was very hotel. It was very that so I couldn't really make it all the way through it I got what he was trying to say um but I couldn't make it all the way through it because it was just too one superior one inferior and that kind of stuff so I I listened to it I feel like that if it was I feel like Viacom did what they feel like they needed to do I ain't finna. I don't agree with it, um, but I've seen them do it to many others who said gay things. Many others who said, you know, the n words that were white. So I've seen them do it to a lot of different people. Yeah. And on that yeah. platform, it's just like for me. Like sometimes on social media, I'm telling you, I want to go in, but I know my job can check my social media at any point. Look, so look. I don't leave nothing out there that I don't yeah. want nobody in my professional career to hear. You know, you may right. have I, no safe, yeah. no space is safe when it comes to that. If you work in a professional field or you're on the career ladder, anybody can get a gain access to your social media. It may be something that you get on there and delete, but somebody else has already screenshotted. So you have to yep. be careful. And I feel like for him, he wasn't, he wasn't being careful. He was talking and not remembering that he maybe shouldn't have said that to that level. Because you can say stuff well, without saying it. Because I've heard actors and actresses get a point across and you know exactly what they're talking about and they don't 
spell it out. Well, you know, with him, okay, so I, uh, uh, hold on, it's my, no, I won't. So, he, okay, so he does a lot of interviews. He always talk like that. Always. Like, this isn't something new. Nick always talks like this. Especially on, like, Vlad. Like, he always talks like this. So, when he got fired for it, then, it didn't, it, it was kind of weird to me because you can go on, on on YouTube and look up Nick Cannon on Vlad. He talks like that all the time. It's not new. Now, I don't know if, if he got he got like this because he was on there with uh, the dude that used to be with Club Envy that got kicked out of it. That could have, you know, because that dude got a, he got a black ball on him at this point. So I think Nick probably should have picked his guests right. He shouldn't have picked that dude to be his guest um, because that guy is, you know, he, he got in trouble years ago for some anti-Semitic, I, I guess I said it right, for some racial things that he said. And so I, if I was Nick, I wouldn't have associated, associated myself with that because Nick's usually, it doesn't come off as racist. It just comes off as that he has some, you know, He's a strong believer in the millennium, you know, and a friend of mine I went to high school with, she's, she was a Caucasian female and she like made a post about it now. And that's why I put a post on Facebook where people, you know, she's asking to have a discussion with people, but all the people she's discussing it with are pretty ignorant to the situation to where they don't really know what's going on. So I, I, I suggested. If you're going to have a serious, a legitimate discussion, make sure that someone uh, aren't obli- they aren't oblivious to what's going on right now, because there's a lot of stuff going on that, you know, it may seem extreme now, but it's always been going on. But the last straw was cracked on that moose back. Like, and so because there's people getting fired. And so I can understand it. Because of like this is society right now. If your name get found out on 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 you doing something you're supposed to, and and you know speaking of like white people like the cops, or it could be a, a white anybody, they say something racial, they they get their name and these people are getting fired. So what keeps Nick from the same fate at this point? Like right, that's what I'm saying. Right so now, like this is not the climate for him to even. But it to even have gotten out. And granted, I think it was an old right. interview. I don't think it was something he has had recently. I think it's like five. I think it was like five years. Yeah, ago. it was an older interview. So I just feel like in this climate, when they're trying to dig and find stuff for people, this is just a bad climate for you to get for you to get found out because they're they're firing people left and right for less. Well, you know they fired Arsenio Hall when he had a he had a thing with uh, Farrakhan. Well, you know, when he had got fired from our senior hall show. Wow. Yeah, so. I mean, it's just like when you're in a pub, when you're a public figure like me, I Black Lives Matter, I, you know, all those things. But I know that professionally I have to make sure that I don't do too much. You know, I make sure I'm diversity and inclusion. I mean, that's what my company shoves down our throat. So, you know what I'm saying? So, you have to kind of understand what that means and what that looks like. And when you say things or when you 
yeah, he should be. I mean, when you say things like that, you have to be prepared for what comes from it. Right. But you know what? It kind of brings to the point where when Kevin Hart could have been the, the host of that and they look back and some tweets from like years ago talking about he's, he's calling people gay. Yeah. You know? It's always so it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, it's- but then, that makes you wonder, do people like go and Google mm-hmm. like be like racial like that's crazy. But it's the crazy part about it. Like the military, they'll pull up all of your stuff. Like when you go to the military, they pull up your social medias to make sure to look into it. There's companies that pull up your social medias as a part of their hiring process. And, you know, it will YouTube, you know, search you through YouTube, all of that. Because this is the day and age we work in and people don't, you know, that we live in and people don't want that attached to their name because you got to go all the way up to corporate to issue apologies when people do stuff or say things or post things. Well, the way my job set up, you ain't going to hear me talking about nobody's stuff. None. Never. I mean, and it's crazy because what I do for a living, I work at United Healthcare. Love my job today. Um, but sometimes people will get on social media and complain about a customer. You're going to get fired. Mm-hmm. You know, literally talk about a person's issue that they were on the phone with. You can't do that. Like, you know, it's some stuff you have to not do. Right. So I just feel like sometimes, and I feel like for Nick Cannon's case, he didn't think that that was going to ever surface. Or he didn't know that in five years we would be in this kind of a climate either. Because David Banner, Dr. O. Umar, all of them, they've been talking like that for years. Yep. But right now, it just was a bad timing. I think he'll. I think he'll recover. I really do. I really. Oh, I don't think he's not even phased because he's still. He got a show about to come out here pretty soon. I don't think he's phased about it. I think they're going to lose ratings. Yeah, and then you know, wilding out, man. That's my show, bro. But I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, don't I like, I like Mad Singer. <laughs> I, I enjoy yeah. watching that, you know, and I think a lot of the ratings was because Nick was the host. You know, it's kind of that kind of thing. So you're gonna, they're going to see an impact to their decision. And I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if it comes out, oh, we're going into negotiations. And, you know, that's kind of why he issued their little, you know, somewhat of an apology. So... Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of money, bro. That's a lot of money being generated. Yep, and that's a lot like, of money they just real. chose to lose. Cause they he going he going on tours. He got some of the funniest like mm-hmm. like normal comedians on his show, like funny. So I don't know, man. I'm curious to see, we'll how, see how that, how that plays out. out. Exactly. I'm just curious to see how it plays out. Um, because I don't think they're going to be able to keep those people around without it. Right. So, one thing, and I want to suggest this to everybody who's listening right now. If you have a subject that you want spoken of, and or you want something, please hit me up my 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 Facebook. My name's Joseph Isaac on my Facebook. Inbox me like something that you want to hear us talk about because you know we know a, between the two of us, we we know a little about most most subjects. Or I'm 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 very well uh I'm very in depth with my Google and I can definitely Google something. So 
if there's anything that you guys want to hear us talk about, please feel free to inbox or you can email me at lessrappertaste at gmail.com. And that's, let me see, L-E-T-S-R-A-P-A-T-A-S-T-E at gmail.com. Um, and like I said, uh, great and powerful Joe, that is the cash app, you know, if you flip it. Um, and I, I think that is, I think that's it. Is there anything else you wanted to say, uh, Christina? No, that's it. That was, this was awesome. I love it. I enjoyed it. All right, guys. So I don't know when the next one's going to be, but it will not be too long. I'm trying to be a little more consistent. So, you know, like I said, you know, you can donate to the great and powerful Joe uh, cash app. Um, also, just go ahead and check out all of our content. Um, and trust me, you'll be a fan after you listen to it all. Uh, next time, uh, Chris and I will be on the spot. I think I'm going to uh, do one with my boy Steve. Uh, here Monday or Tuesday, the Bro Edition. So, y'all tune into that. And once again, Chris and Joe is out.